2006 is on its way. You're in a new bash. It is New Year's Eve, guys. Great fun episode for you today. I've got a different intro today. I think you'll like this. It's just some clips from 2005 audio clips. So, again, guys, welcome to today's show. Um, counting down to 2006, so let's begin. I have never used steroids, period. I do not know how to say it any more clearly than that. Never. It is no longer practical to conduct even an abbreviated season. Accordingly, I have no choice but to announce the formal cancellation of play for 2004-2005. Who the Harris this week? You know, the bad is he has to cover me. The good is he can save 10% by sweeping the insurance to Geico. So... <laughs> As it draws to an end, we look back, it was a great year. It really was in sports and just another stuff. Um, sad year, um, but you know what? It was a good year. So uh, let me just play this one more clip here. I think this is going to be a fun show. I mean, let me, I have one more clip for you. I already played it. It was the last one. You know, it's Chad Johnson. The whole got to cover me this week deal. I just This is the best clip. <laughs> I'm just going to play it again. Hold on one sec. There are two things for Brother Harris this week. You know, the bad is he has to cover me. The good is he can save 10% by sweeping the insurance to Geico. So, <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. He's just funny. It was a funny year for him. Um, I don't know for the Bengals, but you know what? It's all right. Well, this episode, this episode is a fun episode. Kick it off with that. Funny note, um, this is a fun episode for you guys. It'll be all news, whether we usually cover in the Boston cast or not, it's going to be news all about the 2005 sports year in review. So, why don't we kick it off with some funny stuff to get you guys laughing. Uh, let's see, let's look at some funny quotes from 2005. What do you think about that? Funny quotes? Yeah, yeah. Funny quotes. So uh, let's start off with uh, a really not a great quote on um, Raphael Palmero's part. You heard him in the intro too saying, I have never, never used steroids. No, no steroids, no steroids. But he said it in English. Um, but plain English, whole world heard it. Two months later, he tested positive for steroids. So again, that quote just absolute baloney. Another quote um, that's just worth remembering would be one from NASCAR, which we don't cover on the show, which um, I might think about doing, but Stan Barrett said, uh, this might be the only race in the series which takes longer to say the race name than it does to run the whole 250 miles. 
course, exaggerating, but the race name was the ITT Industry System Division and Gold's Plums uh, Salute to the Troops 250 presented by Dodge. It took me like eight seconds to say that. It took up three lines on the TV screen when I was watching that a couple months ago. Uh, just a long game. I, I mean, not a long game. A long, a long uh, name. So, that's a funny quote. I had a good laugh on that one. But anyway, here's another kind of oxymoron. I don't want to say anything. No offense to Yankees or Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, offense to Yankees and Alex Rodriguez. All right, here, here's something from Alex Rodriguez. Yankees third baseman says, on the benefits of seeing a therapist. Well, he says, therapy can be a good thing. It can be therapeutic. Well, yeah, as I said before, this is what Alex Rodriguez was saying. On the benefits of seeing, well, you guessed it, therapist. Another funny one is, most teams have a trophy case full of trophies. We have a case filled with ping pong balls. That's what Orlando Magic Senior VP Pat Williams says, whose team has won the NBA Draft Lottery three times since 92. All right, that's pretty funny. Uh, no more quotes for now. I'll, maybe I'll come back more at the end of the show, but probably not. All right. I, I had those clips for it. I think those were pretty much funny, funny ones. But I don't, why don't I talk about the year in review? Um... The biggest sports stories in 2005 were not always the best. Yes, champions were crowned in notable fashion. The USC Trojans captured their second straight national title. New England Patriots cemented their dynasty status with their third Super Bowl win in four years. The Spurs won a thrilling Game 7 to win the NBA championship, and neither the Yankees nor the Red Sox won the World Series. Yet many noteworthy stories went unnoticed, at least when first reported, that would provide to be among the most res resonant of the year. Many such stories, such as NHL's decision to come back for their 2005 or 2006 season or farewell season, have implications that there will last far beyond this dwindling year. With that in mind, Onion Sports has listed the seminal moments in major team sports for the past 12 months in 2005. So I'd like to thank Onion Sports for letting me use this, but um, first of all, I would like to just jump right into this. All right, these are in order from January through uh, December. So let's start with January 4th. USC wins the FedEx Orange Bowl to claim an undisputed number one ranking in the national championship, defeating Oklahoma 55-17, to Auburn 21-9, and a combined Utah-Boise State All-Star squad in the fourth quarter 17-14. to Head coach Pete Carroll praised his various opponents, but conceded that the BCS championship system may be in need of further tweaking. So on February 10th, during the Patriots' Super Bowl victory parade in Boston, New England's players were greeted with the joyful Yankee Sting chants, the same that occurred at a Dave Matthews Band concert in Worcester and a Noam Chomsky lecture at MIT. April, that, that's just a pretty memorable one. I remember seeing that um, on TV and in Boston. But anyway, April 5th, the Baylor women's basketball team defeats Michigan State to win the NCAA Women's Championship, showing the nation that their own university, what a Baylor team can do when it works hard, plays as a team, and does not conspire to murder one another. Yeah, I just say that because um, the uh, Baylor boys, there's been like, I don't know, 15 murders since their team. and I mean, there's just a lot. It's not their best place to go to college. No offense, Baylor. I mean, pretty dangerous. Anyway. Let's move more to a heavy topic. June 25th, in an attempt to show how much a of a team player he is, 2005 NBA Championship MVP Tim Duncan says they would like to share an award with his teammates. The exception 
of Manu Ginobili, who, Duncan said, I hate very much. <laughs> Alright, July 28th. Manny Ramirez demands to be traded from the Red Sox. After being initially rebuffed, he politely asked to be traded. He later begs to be traded, pleads to be traded, and fakes a terminal illness and says he's dying wishes to be traded. When ownership still refuses, his, he issues a statement saying he loves playing for the Red Sox and hopes to finish his career in Boston. August 1st, Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Tice makes a preseason promise that the character and behavior of the players on his team will soon make the fans forget the shameful off-field antics of Randy Moss. September 28th, White Sox catcher A.J. Pernitzinski using his free hand while catching a hold copy of the Big Fat Book of 1001 Insults, humiliates all Seattle Mariners batters with his distinct brand of heckling. October 17th, NBA Commissioner David Stern announces that he is implementing an especially strict dress code for himself, including tailored Italian suits, handmade silk ties, custom-crafted leather shoes, and wafer-thin gold or platinum Paytech Felipe, Felipe wash. Uh, financial aid is made available to allow less affluent commissioners to conform to the new rules, violation of which is punishable by three weeks with off pay. October 24th, his heart pounding a mile a minute and exhilarated out of breath, bruised and battered Steve Userman, barely able to contain himself after the Red Wings nail-biting 6-5 overtime shootout victory, decries the NFL's brand of new, uninteresting hockey. November 11th, an embarrassing Mike Bibby is the only player asked to sit in the front row of Sacramento Kings team photo. November 14th, Yankees third baseman Alex Rodriguez wins the AL MVP award for the second time. A-Rod tells a group of reporters, the second one feels just like the first, in that none of my teammates called to congratulate me this time, either. Uh, on the same day, Ken Griffey Jr. celebrates having avoided injury just enough to win the Comeback Player of the Year award. Yes, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, November 27th, punter Jeff Eagles becomes football's Iron Man, having played every fourth down of 283 consecutive NFL games. When asked to comment on the difficulty of such a streak, former Oriole catcher, uh, not Oriole catcher, former Oriole Cal Ripken Jr. asked reporters who Jeff Fegels was, snorting derisively, shaking his head, and sauntering aimlessly away upon finding out Fegels is a punter. December 8th, anxiety for the 2006 World Cup begins early for the United States, who cross their fingers before seeding and praying that they're not matched up against a soccer-mad powerhouse European, South America, Asian, or African team in the first round. Feelings are mixed but generally gloomy when their first opponent turns out to be Kezich Republic. December 11th, we're getting close to now. Um, Houston Texans searching desperately for a way to improve the threatened by potentially awfulness displayed by Green Bay Packers voluntarily forfeit the remainder of the 2005 season in order to draft Heisman Trophy winning running back Reggie Bush of USC. USC Trojans running back Reggie Bush announces that he has done much soul searching and has decided to stay in school in order to complete his college degree, led the Trojans to another national championship, and avoided playing for the Houston Texas. That happened on December 12th, the day after. Uh, Houston, Texas, search definitely for a way to improve their threatened uh, team. All right, let's look at another year in review. Forgive me if I repeat some stuff, but uh, dramatic wins and losses, nightmare seasons, and championship 
dreams that came true. The 2005 sports year was filled with emotions that took fans on several roller coaster rides. Roger Federer of Switzerland dominated men's tennis nearly every time he stepped onto the court in 2005. He won 11 titles, including Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, and was a semifinalist at the Australian and French Opens. The 24-year-old Federer could hardly believe his success following Wimbledon. Federer posted 81 match victories against just four losses. American Andy Roddick, who lost to the Wimbledon's men's final 6-2-7-6-6-4, said Federer was clear, has clearly separated himself from the rest of the field. It is probably as close as there has been to unbeatable, said Roddick. Um, you know, perhaps the greatest cycling championship champion ever is American Lance Armstrong, cancer survivor with the help of Discovery Channel team, captured an unprecedented seventh consecutive Tour de France title to cap an amazing career. First thing I would like to say is for me to end a career with this podium is really a dream podium, said Armstrong. I could not have done it without an excellent team. Why don't we move into big baseball news? I mean, big time baseball news. Dreams of professional baseball's return to the U.S. Capitol came true in April after 34 years when the former Montreal Expos moved south and became the Washington Nationals. And dreams of a first World Series title since 1917 came true in October for baseball fans of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Washington Nationals are home opener against Arizona Diamondbacks. It's their first game in the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. But baseball and other sports continue to endure the ugly specter of steroid abuse. The probe into the California-based laboratory Balco uncovered a previously undetectable steroid that had been given to several high-profile athletes. Baseball's Barry Bonds, American sprinters Tim Montgomery, and Marion Jones, among the others, became entangled in the investigation, which was used to ban Montgomery for two years and strip his former 100-meter world record from the books. U.S. professional sports leagues in particular were under pressure to vastly increase penalties for athlete drug use, and lawmakers in Washington suggested new laws to combat the problem. Um, baseball put in a three-strike-you're-out rule, which really helped to them. I think it was, it's one first offense is 50 games, second offense 100 game ban, and a lifetime ban for a third offense, which I really, 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 really think uh, really just set the tone for uh, all the other leagues. Baseball really did a great job there. Uh, anyway, displaying good virtues were teams that pushed aside individual egos in favor of pure teamwork to win championship titles. The New England Patriots won their third National Football uh, Super Bowl title in four seasons. The San Antonio Spurs methodically won their third National Basketball Association title and second in three years. No champion was crowned in the National Hockey League because of a labor dispute that wiped out the entire 2004-2005 season, but teams have returned to the ice following tough negotiations. Um, it was really a great year. I mean, London edged out Paris to host the 2012 Summer Olympics, and as the year ended, hundreds of elite winter sports athletes were looking forward to gathering in February in Turin, Italy for the 2006 Olympics. So we look forward to that in the new year. And the 2012 Summer Olympics look great, too. London, again, beat Paris. And there's that bombing. Sad, sad, but true. But um, anyway, let's move off that topic. It was a great year in sports. I hope you guys enjoyed this quick special edition episode of the Boston Cast. I really had fun going over 2005 with you guys. So 
Thank you for staying with the Boston cast, and it will be 2006 when we meet again tomorrow, January 1st, Sunday edition of the Boston cast. Again, sorry about the no Wednesday episode, but guys, I'm not going to send out the uh, email, the newsletter email, the monthly newsletter, until January 5th, because I want to give you guys the time to subscribe to this email. I already have about 100 subscriptions to the newsletter, so I want to get some more in there before I send it out. So, guys, go to the, Bo the Boston Cast fan site, www.thebostoncastfansite.blogspot.com, and there's a newsletter subscription box. Check that out. And also, post your uh, location on our guest map, which is also on the fan site. Thanks, guys, again for listening. Um, just a great show, and I cannot wait for the Sunday podcast, which is tomorrow, January 1st. Guys, happy holidays. Hope you had a great holidays. And Happy New Year. I'll see you in January 2006 tomorrow. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, email me, thebossofcastyaha.com. See ya.